Welcome back to another episode of Good Skin. This episode is a part two of the last episode, so if you haven't checked it out, hit pause on this one and go do that. If you have, I need to warn you that this episode can be triggering to anybody who has dealt with sexual assault or domestic violence. I've wrestled with the idea of sharing this part of my story for quite some time now. I was worried about the possibility of it messing up what me and my brother are trying to do, And I was also worried about how relatives would react to me speaking out. But I realized that I wouldn't be staying true to Good Skin's mission, as well as doing a disservice to myself and my healing journey. My whole life, I've struggled with putting trust in the opposite sex. It started with me having an absentee father. Even though my grandmother had legal custody, he still had visitation rights. The visitation order stated that he was to pick us up on Fridays and bring us back on Sundays. For a while, he stuck with it, and it brought me some really great memories. I had awesome sleepovers with my favorite cousin, and I got to spend time with my little brother. I don't remember when, but at some point, it went from every weekend to every other. I can remember waiting on the couch until really late, looking out the window, hoping he'd show, only for him not to. Sometimes I'd call my stepmom to get me, and she would. But on some of those weekends, he'd come home late at night, super drunk. He'd say bad things about my mom or try to pick with me or my siblings to the point where I started faking sleep just to be left alone. I can remember one of the weekends where I decided that I was done waiting around. My grandmother asked me why, and when I told her my reason, she finally decided to tell me the story of my parents. And I didn't like it. I didn't like that shit, not one bit. Finding out that my brother and I were products of a long-term toxic relationship put a very nasty taste in my mouth, one that caused me, the fur- caused me to further distance myself. Shortly after that came my eighth grade prom, and when I, want, when I went to him to ask him for help with expenses, he told me no in a very nasty way. At that very moment, I decided I was done. My visits turned into monthly ones before coming to a complete halt after high school. I just didn't want to be around him because I feared that if he talked to me too crazy, I would go crazy and he wouldn't, he wasn't worth it. You know, he wasn't worth it in my eyes. The final nail in the coffin for that relationship was when I decided to tell him how his lacking took a toll on me and he told me that I was the one at fault for it let the people around him tell it my grandmother is the reason for real for real as to why he stayed away and while that could have possibly been true with what I know now what's also true is that he gave up on the fight for his children he abandoned me and waited until I told him that I no longer needed him or wanted him around to actually want to be around. To this day, he still tries to find ways to force himself in my life. And it's kind of like a moot point because I don't want it. I don't need it. You weren't there when I needed you. So why are you trying to be here now? The second staple in my trust issues came from somebody I viewed as my grandfather. He helped my grandmother raise her three children, as well as her grandchildren, especially me and my brother, because my grandmother had custody of us. I had no idea that he wasn't my biological grandfather until I was maybe like nine or 10 years old. And my grandmother told me my real grandfather's name. That didn't change anything for me, though. He was still my papa until he wasn't. When I was maybe like 11 years old, 
he snuck into my room one night and put his hands in my pajama bottoms. I rolled away because I knew it was wrong, but I didn't make a sound because I was afraid. He didn't go any further that night, but he did, he did begin to behave inappropriately, hugging me too closely, squeezing and rubbing my lower half in the process. It took me a while to find the courage to tell my Nana. When I did, I kneeled at her feet, put my head in her lap, and I cried my story to her. The only thing that came of that was him distancing himself for a little while. Then when I was maybe about 16 years old, it was Father's Day, and we had just given him his gift. I didn't want to hug him because of things that have happened in the past, but I did it because he asked me to, and I wanted to get it over with. I wish I hadn't, though, because once again, he hugged me too closely, and he whispered in my ear that I was his and that I was, that I belonged to him. I had never been so afraid in my life before, and because my grandmother hadn't done anything before, I didn't say anything to her about it. So I decided to tell my mom's youngest sister. I wasn't expecting her to tell me that it happened to her too. And finding that out made me realize why she was such a hypersexual person, as well as to why she has such a dislike for him and why part of the reason why she was like just so damaged and angry all the time. She didn't do much either, though. Over the next decade or so, he would hug me inappropriately a few more times, whispering the same thing in my ear. I never told anyone else because none of the women of my bloodline did anything, and I didn't want my brother to do anything that would jeopardize his freedom. I did tell my uncle, though. Six months before he passed, he and I had a heart-to-heart, and I broke so badly. He had a look of hurt on his face that I had never seen before, and I felt like he was disappointed in me, but he wasn't. He held me and he told me he would do anything for me because he loved me just like he loved my mom. That was probably the first time I ever felt safe in the arms of a man. When my grandmother and uncle died, things got weird. For a year, he mourned my grandmother, but then he did it again. He hugged me too tight and whispered those same disgusting words before telling me that we were going to be together. I started spending less and less time in that house. Not just because it felt empty without my grandmother, but because I was afraid something would happen and I'd have to choose between fight or flight. Dark thoughts caused by the actions of him and my grandmother's only living child caused me to choose flight and finally run away, which I did last year. So many of my friends always wondered why they never saw me with a guy why I've never really been on any dates, why I still haven't had sex at 31 years old. This is why. Trust me, I have tried to get out of my own head about it, but truthfully, the guys that I decided to take a chance on all had similarities to my father. Players, alcoholics who who got mean when they drank, narcissists. Add that to me being molested and it's the perfect cocktail for trust issues. I'm trying my hardest to break out, but with the current war against the female reproductive system and so many women being sexually assaulted for saying no or being murdered after trusting someone that they went on a date with, I'm still afraid. I want to break out, but I truly am not sure how. To my listeners... 
If you have ever experienced anything similar, I'm sorry that that happened to you. I hope hearing me speak up helps you to be able to do the same. And to all the past versions of myself, I'm sorry that you didn't have the protection that you deserved. And I'm sorry that we've had to protect ourselves for so long that we can't seem to let anybody in. I'm going to try harder though, because you deserve to experience love and life without fear. I swear, (laughs) I'm absolutely going to try harder because I shouldn't have to live like this. And I really don't want to anymore.